You are listening to For the Love of God Pod. For the Love of God Podcast. Welcome to For the Love of God Podcast, a show for Christians that keep it real. Whether you're new to Christianity, a seasoned Christian, or dipping your toes in the baptismal water, this show is for you. Join us and strengthen your Christian walk. Play games and discover new music. This ain't your mama's Christian podcast. Folks, thank you for tuning in to another episode of For the Love of God podcast. This is Jason, your host, and I, of course, I am here with the boys, Pastor Rick Rieger. Oh, yeah. Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Love it. I mean, you just got to love that organ. I don't know, man. And, of course, your favorite nerd. Nathan Jewell. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white. Any opportunity to <laughs> listen to a little Weird Al is a good opportunity. Absolutely. And folks, we are graciously blessed with the presence of the pastor's daughter, Miss Hannah Rieger. Welcome to the show, Hannah. Hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So you got some music for her too, right? Oh, you know, when in Rome. So was this like a Hannah TV show Banana. or something? It was an old TV show old for TV kids. Show. Really? I don't even but, uh, think I've I'm heard really glad Hannah. you didn't pick like yeah. Hannah Montana music. That you know that would have been a lot better. Oh. That would have been awesome. You get the best <laughs> no. of both worlds. That's too much. Am I allowed to sing that or is that like uh, Not anymore. No, you can sing it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time. Next time. So, folks, uh, today on the show we have Would You Rather? News with Nate, and our topic today is Christian dating, and who better to lead us in that journey than the only single one in the room, Miss oh Hannah, boy. and the only one who's had a date in the last thirty years, right? Yeah. Uh, well, my wife and I went on a date a few weeks ago. It was nice. Aww. Had some steaks, um, cool. and a three-way bottle between these three guys and the gal, or two guys and a gal <laughs> rather uh, but with Bible Jeopardy and of course songs of the week so stay tuned for all the fun and uh, so Hannah you are a student where do you go to school yeah I go to Ashland Theological Seminary you can't forget that this time and you're working on your master's there right yeah my master's for clinical counseling that's awesome Pretty I mean cool. she can tell us everything that's wrong with us yeah I'm already studying you this time I've been sitting with you oh lovely and since it's a theological uh, yeah I can't say that. that's easy for me to say right since she's going to a theological seminary I'm gonna expect her to score very highly on the Jeopardy I don't she should be like Probably completely beat us. Like probably blow us away. Hundred to nothing or something like yeah. that. Right? Hundred to nothing. <laughs> it's an That's a lot of negatives. That's a lot of negatives. Okay, so let's get this baby rolling with a little. Would you rather? Would you rather? 
Well, let's get right into it. Would you rather, ladies and gents, would you rather witness the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah or witness the destruction of Jericho's wall? Hmm. Would you like to go first since you're our guest today? Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. I'd probably go for the Jericho wall. Like. Why? I don't know. That just seems like it'd be pretty cool just to like see all these walls just come down. And plus, you know what it took to get it down and just the work that it went into. Like, you know, they walked around. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's going to take you at least seven days to witness the whole thing. Right. When it comes to Jericho. Yeah. Whereas Sodom and Gomorrah, that was an overnight thing. (laughs) It was very fast. Pretty. Yeah. yeah, Pretty instantaneous for the most part. Yeah. I'd say I'd get more in if I picked Jericho. (laughs) Yeah. Plus, if you go to Jericho, you get to meet uh, Joshua, which which was one of the, the heroes of the Bible. Right. Oh, yeah. That'd be an honor. Right on. Good, <laughs> good answer, Nathan. But I, then again, if you pick uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, you get to meet Lot. And technically, Lot was a bit of a disappointment. But yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't think I want to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. There's a- <laughs> oh, my God. But well, you can I mean, really witness some real wrath from heaven, though. You know, that's kind of you know, totally thing, different. The thing is about wrath, and, and I've, I've learned to... Uh, what's the, I'm gonna ask the uh, the the therapist in the room here. Oh gosh, uh, I think the word is projection when you like you, you project feelings onto oh, yeah. somebody. Okay, mm-hmm. so I've learned to project my anger onto the enemy rather than onto people like I used to. So I would love to be at the destruction of Satan being tossed into the lake of fire and destroyed. I want a front row seat. I want to watch that be burn. <laughs> you know, that's my thought. <laughs> but when it comes to the people, I don't think I'd want to watch the people of Sodom and Gomorrah take that. Like, I know they deserved it. I know why they deserved it. But I don't think there'd be any joy in watching it happen because I know that the people were deceived. So for me, I think I'm going to go with Jericho. Right. Well, I will go with Jericho too. Because I'm actually, I'm not going to lie, I don't know anything about the walls of Jericho. <laughs> what book is that in? That's a good question. I would I would think it's, well, Exodus is the leaving of there, so it would be probably the book of Joshua, right? Mm. That's what I'd well, guess. But the point of the matter is that uh, the whole Jericho thing, it was like they had to go into this place and they were blocked out by this obviously huge wall. And so how do you destroy a wall? God says, let me show you how to do that. So, you know, obviously they could have went in there all guns ablazing and shown what they can do. But instead, it was totally about what God can do. He gave him instruction. He said, I want you to, to basically worship, praise me play horns and trumpets and whatnot and march around this sucker for seven times. And they march, you know, and can you imagine just the, the faith that it took? Cause you're like, what does this have anything to do with the wall falling down? And of course at the end of seven, God took it down by himself and they just watched it happen. Oh, wow. So pretty cool story. Yeah. Story of faith of, uh, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of the Gideon story. You know, it's uh, a situation where Gideon, you know, God could have said, hey, Gideon, you go pull an army together, let them use 30,000. And, you know, they could have taken the credit, but he says, nah, nah, you got too many. He kept thinning out, thinning out until there's 300 people. And then he said, uh, you know, I don't even want you to use like your assault rifles or, you know, your uh, Jeeps or whatever. None of that stuff. In fact, here's what, what I want you. I want you to get yourself a, a clay pot, a torch and a ram's horn. Yeah, now there's some Israeli fighting gear right there, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he said, go ahead and light those torches, put your pot over it, blow the ram's horn when I tell you, and then... 
you know, and of course the army, basically they defeated themselves. They killed themselves because they were, you know, caught up in the chaos at night, heard all those horns going off, saw all the flames and just freaked out and killed themselves. So it's another way of God just saying, trust me and I'll do it for you. Well, hearing the story, because I haven't read that book, definitely Jericho. And that seems just a little more crowd participation. <laughs> um, what are you going to do? Yeah, I'm going to do the same thing. I, I had thought about it earlier and, you know, as much as, uh, you know, I'd love to see the sci-fi you know, fireballs from heaven, whatnot. Yeah, I am really not into seeing people suffer as much as they deserve it, very much as uh, Nathan said. So, uh, yeah, I like to see people worshiping and trusting God and then just see the, their reaction yeah. as everything goes the way that God said it was going to go. Pretty right. much, for there sure. would also be some satisfaction in, in Jericho because while they're marching around the walls— you can only imagine the berating they were getting from the people of Jericho and the, the those who were up on the walls. Oh, they, yeah. They were extremely I'm safe. sure they lost some lives, too. There might have been. A, I'm, I don't know that there's anything that's recorded about that, but just think of the people scoffing and making fun of them, and then God shows up, and boom. Plus, you can yeah. also get to meet, uh, is it Rahab? The prostitute, Ra- yeah. is it Rahab? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you also get the chance to meet Rahab there, uh, and she's actually part of the lineage of Christ. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, interesting. All right, so keeping the thing moving here, uh, let's see. So this one here is not too bad. We'll get a little more serious. Would you rather trade places in the building of the kingdom, okay, right after Jesus is crucified, resurrected, and he goes on and kind of passes the baton, would you rather trade places with one of the apostles to build the kingdom in Jerusalem, or would you rather trade places with Paul and go out and reach Gentiles? I'm going with Paul. Because what better news to, for the Gentile that that thought for their entire life that they were excluded from anything that God's umbrella of people, that they found out that they too can have salvation. And wow, I mean, what an amazing, what an amazing thing to learn. I mean, to just to what a great gift i mean it's like it's like it's like saying christmas is canceled just kidding here you go <laughs> well even better it's like hey, uh, christmas wasn't coming to our town but now it is right there you go even better so yeah i'm going with paul all right hannah what about you i would definitely say paul too because he's like you know his, he's a standard. <laughs> Plus, you know, he has such a great testimony. Um, you know, he used to kill Christians. He used to be the worst of them. And then now he has like this amazing message to share with people. And I feel like he can relate to those people. So they'll be, they'll be more accepting of him and the message that he brings. So I'll go with Paul. He is a great example of, of even those who have fallen the farthest away can still be used for God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, all, you, all it takes is that one Damascus moment to turn your life around and you can become, instead of a weapon against God, you can become a weapon for God. And plus, we're all Gentiles here. I don't think there's anybody in the table that's Jewish. but no. um, So don't think there so. would definitely be some joy in, in following, uh, following Paul to welcome the Gentiles into the faith family. Yeah, for sure. So you picking Paul too? Well, read the first one again. Uh, so basically, you, you're going to either A, trade places with one of the apostles, pick your one, Peter, John, whatever, uh, and help build the kingdom, uh, build the church there in Jerusalem, or replace Paul or swap places and go out into the Gentile nation to start the church there. Hmm. 
there's there's value either there place. Is. I mean, there's no wrong answer. No there wrong is no answer, wrong answer. But I, while I I really like Paul, and I I certainly um, go along with him. I think the opportunity to study with Peter would be if there's any if there's any apostle that I can re- really identify with, it was Peter. If anything ever gone wrong, it was him. He was right at the center of the storm. Like he was he was almost like. Jesus's whipping post because he made so many bad decisions. And I, I think about all the bad decisions I've made and I can really identify with the fact, okay, sometimes we're just dumb. You know, sometimes it's because we just don't think sometimes it's because we don't know, but sometimes we're just dumb. And, uh, I, I think because of that, I would probably choose to go with Peter instead. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Again, there's no wrong answer. Um, do you want to stick around at ground zero? You know where things kind of all started hopping. I mean, it would be, be so much to get from there. You, you know, get to be there on the in the upper room. Like I know. When the spirit descends. Like I know. That, that would be a cool experience. That would be amazing. The flames of to- uh, tongues of fire and. So yeah, I I you know both are great answers, but I am I will I will tell you that I've always been a big pa- uh, fan of Paul. Um, I feel like. You know, I would have wanted to be one of those, you know, guys that just go out, get out, get out of way, you know, and, and tell other people. And uh, so, yeah, I'd probably just say I would say I'd probably want to replace Paul. He, he had, you know, they all had their crosses to bear, so to speak. Uh, all the apostles, you know, tradition, the church tradition tells us that uh, what all but one were martyred. Something like that, oh, and and we know Paul had quite a you know run of it. Uh, but at the same token, one of the things about Paul is that he got a chance to work with a lot of different churches, and then even you know when he was put in prison, he got to do you know write some really important letters that became really you know a good bit of our New Testament. So yeah, I would say Paul, but man, that's a close that's that's a close call because either would be great. Right, you did you went right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So last question, we'll do three. Uh, the last one is, would you rather uh, be the thief on the cross who's crucified with Jesus, but later that day goes to heaven or be the Roman centurion, Roman soldier who figured it all out? Now, you, you got to think that through. Otherwise, it may not make sense. So uh, I'll put a little explanation that. So, you know, the thief on the cross, he knows where he's going. He's going to have to suffer. He obviously suffers the crucifixion, but that's because of his wrongdoings. But he doesn't have to do he doesn't have to go through any more pain or trouble. He's gone straight to be with Jesus. And that would have been a great day for him. Uh, or would you rather, rather be the Roman centurion who saw and realized, wow, this is the Christ. See, they both recognized it on the same day, but he now gets to make a life change. There you go. Everybody's looking at me, so I guess I'll go first. Um, first off, I'm going to take a moment and say, if you've never seen the movie Risen, you definitely need to see this movie. It is a great Christian movie that talks and kind of gives you the perspective of the centurion a little bit. Right. Um, very highly recommended. We've kind of had, we've kind of, answered something similar to this and it's kind of peaking that particular th- line of reasoning where if I'm responding with my flesh, I'm, I'm choosing the thief on the cross because I get to be with Christ that day. Right. You do have to be crucified. <laughs> uh, you know what? It, I don't think anybody wants that. I, I would take the short term pain for the long term pleasure in that situation. The, 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 the converse of that is if you are the centurion, you now have the opportunity and the responsibility to reach others. So if, if, I'm, if I'm leaning into the spirit, 
you choose that one. But if I'm leaning into the flesh, I choose, mm-hmm. I choose the one on the cross. How about you? Well, as soon as he said the thief on the cross, I was like, yes, that one. Because <laughs> that, like, every time I read that, I get goosebumps. Like, when I see the passion of the Christ, I get goosebumps just because I know what he's thinking, what he's saying. But, I mean, I feel like I got to answer, like, my dad on this one. <laughs> if I go with the second answer, I get a chance to share the gospel. And, you know, once I figured it out, that's my responsibility. So, yeah, I think I'm going to answer it with the second one because, you know, he, like, he saw this happen. Like, oh my goodness, this is, this is Jesus. Like he's, he's legit. (laughs) And just getting that realization, you know, I feel like that would be amazing because you were against him this whole time. And then all of a sudden it just clicks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I got, I got to throw a little curveball at her now with her, uh, her background here. Okay. (laughs) So if you are, if you realize that, so you, you're the centurion. You realize you just participated in the murder of an innocent man. Well, yeah, we all did. It, it, we all did. That's right. But in that moment for the centurion, can yeah. you imagine the amount of guilt? That's, what, that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. Mm. And pain that's going to come with that because that's, you can't run from that. That's all on me. I, I mm-hmm. could have I stopped that. I could have done something. Now, could he have? Probably not. But if he had, we all would have been up up the creek without a paddle, but right. And let me just throw another layer. Maybe some PCSD. Let me just throw another layer. (laughs) Post-crucifixion. You know, the Roman centurion, he is still under Roman rule and still it, it, now that he's seen truth, he's still kind of stuck in a lot of garbage, you know, a a government who is making bad choices, who is, uh, you know, they're being, they're manhandling people, they're crucifying people. It's all about power and control. And he's got to work his way through that. And that, that would not be easy. Yeah. Is there any recording of his life after that? Like what path did he take? I don't think it really goes into the details. I don't think so either. Okay. So but you know, at that point in time, he was a Gentile and the Gentiles had not yet been grafted in, or at least they didn't realize that they'd been grafted in through the, through the death of Christ on the cross. Mm-hmm. So it makes you wonder. Either one is probably going to die. So <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Did you pick yours? I haven't. Go ahead. Well, technically I haven't picked mine either. Oh, go. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say I'd probably go actually with the thief on the cross. Okay. Just because Jesus, I, I would. I recognize the responsibility and the power of being able to reach, but I, I, I'm ready. Yeah. Let's go home. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a tough one because you, either way you have a price to pay. You see, there was, it was kind of, when I was thinking about this, you know, you got a price to pay either way. One, you're, you know, uh, on, with a thief on the cross, you get to experience grace at its finest. Mm-hmm. I mean, he knows he is undeserving. He's, he's confessing that on the cross. I am totally undeserving. And he gets to be with Jesus. And I mean, that had to make his millennium, <laughs> you know, that had to have been like a wild day for him. So yes, exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, and, and obviously he gets out of a lot of, you know, he, in the future, he doesn't have to, to struggle with the same struggles in the, the centurion. He now has truth. And he's got to seek out, you know, he's got to, he's got to follow God. Um, he's got to 
still deal with the fact that he's in the Roman army. Um, Roman, he's a centurion. Um, and he's still got to do something with all that knowledge. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I will say that I probably would still stick with that. I mean, his life had to have been, tra- that was a transformative moment. He saw the grace of, of Christ as he talked to this, you know, uh, to this thief on the cross. Then he finds out that Jesus is out of the tomb in a few days. That's going to totally spark. Oh, so, you know, I, I thought I recognized the son of God and now I'm convinced of it. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I that would just give me so much passion to, 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 to do whatever it takes. And I would certainly want that opportunity to share with the world. So yeah, I'd have to go with the centurion. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, I think an opportunity, I mean, what a position to be in, to be a Roman soldier that just crucified him and learn that, but have an opportunity to talk to your buddies, the other soldiers and, and speak the truth. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And, uh, I am sure he got martyred (laughs) because he could have just walked away from the empire. That's true. Never know. True. We don't know the whole story. We don't. Oh, sorry. Uh, That'll be one that'll be interesting to have a conversation with. when you Yeah, let's put him on the uh, one-on-one 15 minutes. Yeah, we don't really know if he, you know, if he really, if he followed, we don't know if he followed through, but I certainly would think if I saw the the grace and the love of Jesus and him holding out his arms, you know, you know, he wasn't holding his out, but you know what I'm saying? He's on the cross, his arms are spread and he says, forgive them, Father. Yeah for they don't know what they're doing. I mean, just to see the character of Jesus and then to see all of the other signs, the darkening, the, mm-hmm. the, the you know, all that stuff. And just, it the would be mind blowing. It would be mind blowing. It would be. And you know that the Roman empire or at least the, the consulate there in, in Israel at the time was thrown into a tizzy when the, the grave was empty. Right. So, you know, that this centurion heard. Oh yeah. That suddenly we're looking for this guy again. Mm hmm. So he, 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 re- he witnessed it and then he got to experience the power three days later, which, and seeing just how much of a, of seeing how much that would throw the empire into disarray, that would probably, you know, jostle your faith in the empire quite a bit. Right. Okay. So folks, what would you rather do? Go to, for the love of God, Facebook group and join us and I will have on there the, uh, what do they call it? Poll. And you can select what you would rather do. I'm very curious. And Now, can they find the link to that Facebook page on the website? Uh, go to Facebook, type in For the Love of God podcast. That's it. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That's it. You can also go to the website, and there's a Facebook link on the website. It takes you straight to the group. And so it is time for News with Nate. So, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we celebrated a new national holiday. Did so we? We did. It was a new national holiday called Juneteenth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You might remember hearing a... a no wonder I didn't know what it was they were talking about. It was new. Yeah. I'm well, like, what is this Juneteenth they speak well, of? It's kind of been a thing for a little <laughs> while, um, but it's been uh, relegated to uh, certain cultures only. And quite frankly, our, our nation is finally celebrating 
this holiday. And for those of you who don't really understand what Juneteenth is about, it's about the celebration of when the last slaves were freed. So the Emancipation, the Emancipation Proclamation kind of kicked it off. But Juneteenth is a celebration of the fulfillment of the promises of the Emancipation Proclamation. And this holiday is a decidedly Christian one. This is something that, that us, that we as Christians, we can, we can claim ownership and responsibility and participation in. The reason why is because it was the abolitionists, the Christian abolitionists, who pushed the movement to end slavery. So we have every right to, to stand up and celebrate this holiday um, for our country because it really it, it signifies the end of the original sin of America, which was the existence of slavery. Now, by no means was America unique in the, in the idea and concept of slavery, and you can actually look at the histories and look at the timelines and recognize that America was among the leaders of the first to get rid of it, particularly in certain states. But that holiday really, if, if used properly, can be a, a uniting force where it shows that the promises that were originally intended as a, what's the word I'm looking for? It was an, it was an ideal that we didn't live up to, but we've, we reached it. It took us time and it took us a great cost to get there, but we reached it. And that is a, the fact that our Christian faith manifested in such a way as to have that kind of an impact on an entire people group is something that is definitely worthy of being celebrated. Um, so that's really the news this week. Real short and simple. Enjoy the holiday. Recognize that that Christianity was really what was the driving force behind it. Because without those who were the abolitionists of the day, the fight never would have been taken up. And uh, stand proud that you're part of the faith that actually planted the flag in the ground and said, no, this is wrong. We're going to fight this. And then those people used their political power to start the Republican Party, which was the party that actually led to the abolition, abolition of slavery. So that is something that is historically, sometimes we lose sight of those facts, but don't forget that it is the manifestation of our Christian walk that led to that good, that good thing in our country's history. That's right. Now, you know, I hate to be a negative Nelly. Uh, I am a, all about that holiday and the idea is awesome and tremendous. I'm a thousand percent a supporter, but whoever come up with the name Boo, hiss, well, awful you know job. Do you know why? Uh, you know, I don't even care. Come up with a better name. Yeah. Freedom Day. Yeah. Slave, Maybe. no slave day. Well, the reason why they, they call it Juneteenth is because they don't know exactly which day of the week it was. Make it up. You could. They made up Christ's birthday. <laughs> it's, it is true. Most important day, the freaking history of the world and they don't even really well, know so would, they just made it up i would argue that the most important day was his death day but well he <laughs> couldn't die if he wasn't born so Fair well, no, there's Fair quite point. the paradox all right i think uh on that one <laughs> i don't know what you come to do but i come to praise me oh yeah Oh, my. Oh, my. So, folks, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with the topic, Christian dating. Hey, folks, be sure to tune in next week for our guest, Karima Imorti, a lovely woman from Atlanta, Georgia, that will be talking about her experience with going from Islam to Christianity. Also, next week, we'll be introducing the Wheel of Games, where we spin a wheel to find out which game we play each week. 
Be sure to tune in for all of that and some big announcements that are coming in the next few weeks. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for uh, staying tuned. And uh, you're welcome. Oh, you didn't mean <laughs> not you. Oh, well, you're feels, welcome. You wow, can't go anywhere. Good. Your leg is bolted to the table. Um, He's showing preference now. <laughs> he, he was talking to you, wasn't he, Nate? <laughs> okay. Um, so, Hannah, Christian dating. I mean, I uh, I, I talk to you a, le- a couple times a week, and um, I know you have, are in search for that Christ Special follower, someone <laughs> that will love Jesus more than you. And uh, that's hard to find, is it? Not. Oh my gosh. It is like a needle in the haystack. I'm like, does this actually exist? Yeah, don't I know. mean, I don't know. <laughs> is it a needle in a haystack or is it a needle in a needle stack? Yeah, that's all. For sure that. <laughs> there we go. Okay, here we go. A needle in a needle stack, yeah. So you've been on a couple of dates. Yeah, I've gone on several this year. And so how 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 did they go? Well, if they show up, um, wow. <laughs> there's been a couple See, that didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just for, <laughs> for the record. For the record, we call that a red flag. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. I just want to let the audience know that these gentlemen. Well, they're not gentlemen if they don't show no, up. No, for sure. They're rude. That's these uh, what do you what do you call that alleged? gentlemen yeah. yeah they they are fools hannah is a very attractive young lady she is one of the sweetest people i've ever met and honestly one of my favorite people in my entire life i feel Aww. like you should play music now i, I, I just know. feel like there's got to be music for that statement okay i guess i don't know oh yes <laughs> oh hannah you're the most beautiful people that I've ever you're, met. You're the most beautiful person. Now, it, no. What you're dealing with here is you're dealing with a cultural issue. Of Those who are not a part of the church, they teach you that you should be avoiding responsibility. Uh, you should not be wanting to have a family. You should not be wanting to be in a relationship because that's binding and that restricts your freedom. Mm-hmm. But for those of you who are in Christ, you know that uh, the Bible teaches us if, if you find a wife, you found a good thing. And... Uh, a lot of times you made a reference to the idea of uh, alleged gentlemen and that's not not even close they're children mm-hmm. if you're yes. not going to if you're not going to show up to a date that you scheduled and or at least have be man enough to say hey i'm i'm sorry i can't make it you're a child <laughs> absolutely agreed now, now keep in mind. Now, in the keep in mind, she is, uh, you know, and I'm going to stick up for her here a little bit. Um, first of all, first of all, w- we have a very small church. Um, we're, you know, we've been church planters uh, for longer than I care to like share on the air uh, and be public (laughs) with. But a long time, uh, we started planting churches back when dinosaurs roamed the earth. And because of that, we've gone through a lot of small churches and we believe in small churches because we believe that's when, you know, everybody has accountability and they get involved and that sort of thing. So we've purposely, you know, kept starting over, starting small churches our whole life. And so being uh, in a small church when she hit the dating scene, there's not a lot of guys her age. It's not like she's got a lot of choices. Uh, sometimes there's been none. So she's Pools been reached. Yeah. yeah. 
So she's been reaching out with some of these dating apps. And of course, you don't really know what you're coming up with. You know, (laughs) these people are not even they're just out to have a good time on, you know, by talking to people. And I don't even know some of these guys. I wonder if they're even guys. They're like 13 year old kids (laughs) that are posing as, you know. That's why they don't show up. They don't have a car. They can't drive. They can't drive. (laughs) (laughs) I'd show up, but yeah, I don't have a car and I can't drive. And I'm only 13. But yeah, one took you. you. And one took you to McDonald's Uh, or Wendy's. Wendy's. And then wanted you to pay for it (laughs) because he didn't get his allowance. Oh, no, that's quality. Yeah. (laughs) You got to understand that's actually cultural. You're not supposed to pay for the women uh, for the woman if you are not a Christian. Because oh, he was, yeah, he was a youth pastor. <laughs> I'm just going to oh. say that. <laughs> and he invited me on the date, so I always take it, you know. If you invite, you pay. Yeah, that's right. what I mean. That stands yeah. to reason. Then again, youth pastors are typically paid peanuts <laughs> in the church. So that is he, fair. He that probably fair. just didn't have any peanuts left. Well, that is fair. We do not necessarily pay the, the pastors uh, enough, and we don't pay the, the youth pastors even less. Well, I will say that. Sad, our, sad. Really. I will say the second date was to coffee, and uh, I got there a little early to see, you know, like, hey, is he going to pay for my 175 cup of black coffee? No, no, no. He got there early so that he, he didn't pay for mine. He just paid for his. And I was like, oh, my. oh, so he got there early and already had his cup. Yes. Didn't he wait for you? Nope. That is rude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was about to say, where's that want, want, want? That's terrible. I remember going out on a blind date. When I was young and I, and, and when I went on the date and I didn't want to go on the date, so I wasn't, didn't even really want to go. I was doing it kind of as a favor to somebody and I'm pretty sure I knew who it was and I'm pretty sure I wasn't interested in her and to be, to begin with, but I went and I held the doors for her. I took her in. I, I let her get anything she wanted and paid for dinner and I, the whole time I'm thinking, yeah, I'm not going to go out with you again. But I'm like, you know, but you deserve a nice evening. Oh, absolutely. You got to be a gentleman regardless. <laughs> what happened to that kind of behavior, gentlemen? I, I don't know. It doesn't exist. I asked do, the gentleman. It, it does. Does. At least I yeah. haven't found it yet. Some, again, needle in the haystack. So, okay. You also got to deal with the fact that the, the schools are not working to create men. They're working to create more boys. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, that is true. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the problem with with Christians looking for a mate. Mate. A mate. <laughs> anyway, um, so first what was you have that, to, like a mating call. Yeah, that was my mating call. <laughs> I, I mean, so good so far. Right? So I have I have this mating call. I think. Um, <laughs> Ew! I hate birds. <laughs> That's a cricket. It's a cricket. It sounded like birds. And that is a mating call by a cricket. Okay, so okay, let's say you you find a guy that shows up and pays, and he's a gentleman. Yeah. Now you're expecting him to respect your Christian walk, respect your purity, and respect the way that God wants you to live your life, and wait for marriage to take that relationship to a place that he probably is ready to re- ready and rearing to take it to like most men are already taking it. <laughs> right. So now you have to battle that finally found a great guy that doesn't respect your boundaries. So then you finally found this guy, but he has to get pushed off because he's not there. He's not there with, with Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had to do that a few times. Yeah. 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 So 
man, I mean, what a challenge. It's hard. It's hard. Even on like these dating apps. So I tried this one recently. I was listening to another Christian podcast. It's called Coffee with Reach. So young ladies, it's a good Christian podcast. Um, And during one of the commercials, it was like, are you a Christian single and ready to mingle? It was super cheesy. And it's called Upward. And it's basically like Bumble, but for Christians. And like, it tells you like your denomination, you know, all these guys are like Jesus or die, you know, like those are their profiles. (laughs) But yeah, even on that, like on those kind of apps, I didn't find, and like, you know, hardly anything. Like these guys were just a hot mess. Yeah. Nothing what their profile said, you know, they weren't real, you know, Christ followers. Right. They're just on every dating app. They're looking for that Christian girl that isn't really a Christian girl. See, now... I was dating in sin with my current wife and um, we were dating and we were living together and doing things we weren't supposed to be doing. And when we were, when we got saved and we decided Jesus is the way we need to follow Jesus, we stopped doing that stuff. And uh, we still had to live together or else I'd have been in my car, but (laughs) we didn't fornicate. We didn't, we still kissed, but not, Kissing. You set new boundaries. Yeah, there was boundaries. You set new boundaries. You kept the mouths closed. And um, I mean, I, that was really hard, especially when you've tasted the fruit and <laughs> you like the fruit. But so you all suddenly have to just stop. This has to be extremely eating, awkward. Eating for Rick fruit, right? This is his daughter, and we're having this conversation. Well, I didn't. That's <laughs> <No, it's> cool. <laughs> She's an adult. It's, it's cool. a good chunk of the world, you know? It's I mean, a yeah. good chunk of the world, and a lot of people need to hear it. So, um, so we made that step to follow Christ and we completely, we were obedient to him and we just stopped until, until we were married. So, and it was from that point between d- deciding to follow Jesus and get married was about three months. It was a hard three months, but at the same time, 98% of the time it wasn't that hard. Because we love Jesus and we we are obedient to him and we want to please him. There was just a couple moments going to sleep where it was like, oh, I just want to, but we can't. So we didn't. And we just roll over and snore away. So as as Christians, we have to be very careful because you, you can't put yourself in the situation where you have that temptation. Right. Because when the temptation's present, the, the propensity to sin is great. So you have to put those boundaries in such a place where you don't get to the point where you're like, right. You know, and that's not easy. Right. And that's it's why you don't tough. live with the person before you get married because that you had that separation. That is a big part. And you're not in the same bed at night getting that temptation. Well, you guys became Christians during that time frame, So obviously, um, you know, things changed and you quickly remedied the situation mm-hmm. and got married. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, with a, with a situation like, you know, with Hannah, you know, it, it becomes, it's difficult uh, in today's society for a lot of different reasons. One is that I think we forget, uh, and even I forget, that there are very few Christians out there. I mean, we just, we just believe that everybody who goes to church is a Christian. We just believe that, you know, that everybody who professes or, you know, carries that banner of Christ or puts a Jesus sticker on their car or, a, you know, a fish, that they're Christ followers. And that's just not the truth. And so if you're looking for someone who truly loves Jesus and is following him, you are looking for a needle in a haystack, that's you true. know? 
and, and in addition, you know, there's a, we don't, we don't always understand this. And a lot of people that are single, in fact, Hannah, I, I watch it on her face all the time. She sees all these other people that are getting married uh, and they're dating and they're having no problem getting dates and she's having problems and, and she, you know, she, she looks at herself like she's broken. And I'm like, no, if you don't have any standards, there's millions of men out there who will date you. It's not a problem. But when you're looking for that needle in a haystack, it's tough. Now people might ask, well, why are you looking for that needle in a haystack? Well, because the Bible says that we should not be unequally yoked. There's no way I can be a genuine Christ follower. I'm not talking about a churchgoer. I'm not talking about somebody just, you know, who who dabbles in Christianity, but but for a true genuine Christ follower, you cannot be running in that direction and and tie yourself with somebody who is running in the opposite direction and expect that to last. It's just not going to. They're going to pull you down. You know, it's just, it's not going to work. And so Jesus says, you know, don't be unequally yoked. And uh, it, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a challenge right there. And so you've got to really just trust God. And, and I've got, I guess I got a little story on that. Um, when I was young, I was kind of in her, in her shoes. You know, I, I love Jesus. I, I, I believe at the time I was a Christ follower and I wanted to, marry somebody who had the same goals and all that and had the same direction. And I just didn't know where to go. Um, I was in school at the time. I was going to, uh, I was in college, uh, getting my uh, bachelor's degree, didn't have a lot of free time, wanted to date, didn't know where to find anybody. <laughs> and so I just kind of like, I finally just had to let it go. You know, I was trying, I was trying and I was trying too hard and I would go to the wrong places to meet them. And finally I just said, okay, God, I'm just going to leave this in your hands and whatever happens, happens. And if it takes, you know, five years, if it takes 10 years, if it takes 10 minutes, you know, whatever, I'm in your hands, my life's in your hands. And sure enough, you know, I'm at a concert and I'm I'm standing there waiting in line and I'm waiting in line with two ladies. And it was funny cause they started fighting over me <laughs> and I'm like, wow, how cool is this? And I ended up going out with one of them and well, uh, Hannah's come along several years That's after that. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I just think just leaving it, but I, I'll tell you uh, listeners out there, don't settle. I tell Hannah this all the time. And I tell anybody this, I have uh, done my share of counseling over the last 30 years or so. And I do have a degree now. Uh, well, technically I've done the coursework in clinical counseling. I decided not to go out and get licensed because I don't really want to make money at it. I just want to help people. And so I do uh, my counseling under the umbrella of the church, which is hundred percent legal to do that. And I don't charge of course, but during that time I have counseled a lot of people who have just, you know, they wanted so badly to get married and to have that significant other that they just settled and it cost them. It cost them. And I've seen so many marriages end poorly or just be miserable, you know, uh, and it's just not worth it. It's not, it's just not worth it. And I guess I can kind of speak to a little bit to that because my history is I, I was unequally yoked and I compromised when I was a teenager and it led to bad decisions. And because I didn't allow Christ to lead my life at that point in time, um, I wound up having kids 
uh, shortly before getting married. And it created a whole lot of problems. And that marriage eventually failed, but it was a, the responsibility of that's on me because I was the one who made the decision not to follow God's path. And that's something that is difficult to live with because the consequences of that don't just impact me, they impact my kids. And the more that we fight God, the more damage we do, not just to ourselves, but to those around us. And sometimes even to those we love. So I I applaud you for having your standards. I applaud you for sticking to your guns and not compromising on what you what your standards are. But I'll also add for those ladies who are listening who might be single, churches are hospitals for broken people. And you're, you might very well have tried to date in the church and maybe even had a bad experience because you found somebody who, who was a churchgoer but wasn't a Christ follower. And to that lady, I, my heart goes out to you. It's, it's not good. Um, there are, make sure you get to know the fruit of the spirit. Once you understand what the fruit of the spirit is, you'll know what to look for in somebody and you'll be able to spot when that fruit of the spirit doesn't exist. It'll pop out like a neon light. So, so that leads me to think now what Hannah, what do you know? You know, I I know we've probably talked about this a little bit, but what are you looking for? What do you look for in a guy? How do you know? (laughs) I mean, hopefully you've learned something from the many millions of messages you've had to endure over the years and just, uh, you know, being in in seminary uh, or being in theological seminary, being, you know, being a Christ follower yourself. What are you looking for? How do you, what do you, what kind of fruit are you looking for? Yeah. So I have always had this picture in my head of what my future boyfriend slash spouse will be. I always pictured myself chasing someone, chasing someone. And then I kind of like am reaching a person who I think would be my spouse, but they're so busy chasing God that I can hardly keep up so that I just keep on chasing. And that's always been my just image of who I want. Obviously, you know, the Bible says, you know, your love for other people will be considered almost hate, you know, compared to the love you have to have for me and you should have for me. So I always picture just, you know, a husband or a boyfriend of any kind, you know, just loving Jesus way more than he will ever love me because he obviously better. But <laughs> so, so if I'm understanding you correctly, that you expect to be in a relationship with somebody who's in a relationship with somebody else. Oh, yeah. If it's Jesus, for sure. And that's what <laughs> only, for. only. Only. <laughs> that that's is important. where I draw but, so uh, you're looking for any particular fruit uh, from that? How do you tell? I mean, if a person, if a guy says, yeah, I go to church every week. Well, that doesn't mean nothing. <laughs> so, for example, I went on a date a few weeks ago. Um, this guy, he was like, yeah, I'm a Christian for sure. And then we get talking. And then the next day after our date, I was like, wow, church was great. How was your church? And he was like, oh, I didn't go. I was like, what do you mean you didn't go? And then we were talking. He's like, yeah, I think I'm going to join a Bible study. And I was like, well, don't join a Bible study just because I have one. I want you to join one because I think you should join one. So to me, that was like no bueno. But <laughs> another good another good hint is if like, you ask them, like, what's your favorite book of the Bible? And they say, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> run the other one. <laughs> right. Yeah. I want to see, you know, more than that. The one with Jesus in it. <laughs> For sure. You know. Active ministry would be good, you know. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Yeah. active ministry. Like, if you are not in any way involved, that's going to give me somewhat of a red flag. I mean, yeah. That's a pretty big red flag, though. Yeah, no, it's huge. So, like, especially since, you know, I am very involved in my church, I want to be able to have someone who shares that 
you know, I don't want to marry someone who's going to be like, oh, I want to stay home tonight. I'm like, no, we are going out and we are doing this for Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like, I won't settle for anything less than that. Somebody equally excited to go to church and go to do ministry. And that's really a warning out there to men. Yeah. Because you know? men, if you're, if you're following the Christ model for the family, the man is supposed to be leading the yeah. family to church. On Sunday, it's not, it, you shouldn't be going begrudgingly because right. your wife is pushing you to, you right. should be out there like, come on, let's go. This is, oh, yeah. this is leading the family. Right. right. Again. Why, why don't you have your Sunday dress on yet? Let's go. <laughs> Sunday dress. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or your Sunday Pat Benatar outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I wore <laughs> Sunday overalls. <laughs> yes. I did have like an overall dress on, on Sunday. And then one time I had those, uh, like leather well, pleather leggings, <laughs> and he's judging me ever since. But so right. yeah, if you're, uh, you know, I want to encourage you if you're out there and you're single and you're you're dating and you're looking for that, you know, that significant other, uh, and you're looking for to be equally yoked, uh, you know, first of all, just make sure you get to know people and look for the fruit. Look for the fruit in their life. Uh, going to church does not make you a Christian any more than going to McDonald's <laughs> makes you a hamburger. And so you want to look for people who, uh, who are actively serving the Lord, who are actively giving of their time, of their money, and, and are actively, and one of the biggest signs to me is that are actively sharing Christ with other people. That really is the key. Uh, you can't really say that you love God and love uh, other people if you aren't sharing Christ. And so look for people that are actively pursuing, uh, growing the kingdom of God in numbers and in strength. And you're going to be, you, you'll find that right mm -hmm. person at that point. And just know also, um, and I think you talked about this earlier, one of you guys mentioned it and you of course mentioned it, you know, how you kind of came to know Christ after you had already, you know, kind of come to a relationship, a physical relationship with at the time your girlfriend. Um, I just want to encourage you guys out there that it is, you are hurt, you are doing yourself a disservice if you allow yourself to have sexual relations before you're married. Um, God's plan is always the best plan. And he wants you to experience something special with someone that you've never experienced with anyone else. It's the ultimate expression of intimacy and of love. And if you, you know, if you've already had sexual relationships, obviously you can't go backwards. Um, if you have, you know, if your spouse cheated on you and you found yourself signal, single because of that, again, I, the, the, my statement is not to make you feel guilty. What, what is done is done. But just know if you have the ability to keep yourself pure, you are doing yourself a favor because ultimately it's going to make your marriage rock. And that is the one thing you want more than anything else. It's not worth it. Short-term pleasure is never worth you know, giving up that ultimate, that ultimate gift, mm -hmm. uh, which is, you know, with your wife. And, and, and then the third thing I want to say is, by the way, people, if you want to date Hannah, uh, <laughs> just call in. The oh number is 867-5309. Just call us there and uh, we'll hook you up. No, but you can post your photo and oh, yeah. your ministry on our Facebook oh, page yeah. and she can check it out there. For sure. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be 24 this year. Just, you know, or you can just range. come to the ark. You know, and <laughs> that's true for, for a week or so. Love right. to date a guy in church. Uh, it, uh, just beware, though, that I do carry. Um, and, <laughs> and I also so own I. a shotgun and I'm not afraid to use it. He's so just, you know, be, just be aware of that. 
Um, <laughs> I, I will throw this out there before we move on. Um, if you have crossed those boundaries already in your life and then found Jesus like I have, um, let me say this. Uh, we stopped and then we, we, you know, we were saved and we were baptized and you're reborn. You're a new person in God's eyes and you're living for a new life. And, and then we got married and then commenced. Let me tell you, the beauty with, with having that relationship with your wife. In the right context. In the right context, under the grace of God and the blessing that he gives you to do those actions because you've done it right. Even if you've done it wrong in the past, you're, you're, you're basically starting over your life. It's amazing. Well, you know, there's a reason for that, too, also. You have Jesus inside, which means you now know love. Right. And so you can love your spouse a lot better when Absolutely. you have Jesus inside. So, Hannah, before we move on to our next segment, do you have any advice for young ladies? <laughs> yeah. So that podcast that I was listening to, Coffee with Rach, um, she's my age. She was, uh, she had a whole... Uh, like series, I guess, on like singleness and dating and, you know, um, that, that kind of thing. And she said something that really resonated with me. She said, we are not entitled to a spouse. You know, we did our purpose on this earth is not to get married and to have a family, although that's awesome. And we obviously have to procreate somehow, but not everyone is promised that like, I'm not promised that. So that really resonated with me. She's like, your, your job is not to be a wife. Your job is to be a disciple maker. So ever since then, I've been honestly just like content with the singleness that I had, that I experienced now, because, you know, I'm not promised that. And just dis- discovering who I am in Christ and not in who I am with another human. That's the most important thing I'm ever going to do in my life. Therefore it makes being single a lot easier. Yeah. That's beautiful. For the, to that end, we only know of one disciple that was married. That's true. Yeah. The rest of them were single. I know I say I'm going to be like Paul, you know, he, he wasn't married. Maybe I'm supposed to be a Paul. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, awesome. uh, just just for our audience, I think she, you know, and I mean, this is dad speak, but I think she's prettier than Paul oh my was probably, probably, <laughs> I think most likely. Right. Don't you think? Absolutely. Oh, thanks. <laughs> your hey, your legs are probably way less hairy. <laughs> so. Probably a, you probably have much finer beard than he did. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey, it's time for Bible Jeopardy. your question here yeah do you think you could beat your dad head to head oh my gosh i don't know he is very wise <laughs> and i'm also very bad at jeopardy so yeah i think she could he, probably he hands keeps, down he keeps sandbagging this on this i'm not very good at jeopardy but he wins I, I, I every single it, time if everyone has been listening <laughs> That's how he is. i think you figured out that uh, i am not that good at these kind of games he did win last time but i am willing to go out there and humble myself so so okay Shall we rock it's uh, the three-way battle here. We got we Rick, Nathan, and Hannah. So the rules of the game, if you don't know, you probably do. We have categories. The categories, the categories are ministry of Jesus, 
Home at Last, End of Error, uh, Church on the Move, and how revolting you get to pick anywhere from one to $500 on each category. You answer with a question. If you forget, that's fine. I think and, Anna uh, should start us off. Oh, God. <laughs> well, typically the the winner of last week starts, so... It's cool, Dad. You can go. We will stay with tradition, and... Um, but thanks, Nate. It's very gentleman-like. Well, yeah. you, ladies go first. You would, probably, you would probably buy her Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe even pay for it. And uh, wait I'd, for- I'd prank her taco, though. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'll, I'll go with the Wendy's. <laughs> Ten four. I haven't eaten today. If you want to buy us all Wendy's, that'd be amazing. Yes. Okay, so are we ready? Rick, hit it. All right, let's go for one hundred. Uh, uh, church on the move. Church on the move for a hundred. What did God tell Moses to have the Israelites construct for him? That should be easy, Moses. I'm just. Thinking. It is easy. Construct, construct, construct. Moses, construct. What oh did my God goodness. tell Moses to have the Israelites yeah. construct for him? Uh, that's so, I mean, it's got to be easy, but I can't think of anything he built. He didn't build it. The Israelites did. Ah, I realized that. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. Uh, you know, How long are you going to keep him on the for line For sake here? of time, just pass. <laughs> just for sake of time. I don't care. All right, here, do you want to pass to him? Or just do it clockwise? Yeah, let's go clockwise. Okay. Um, the temple. The sanctuary. You're correct. Good job. Oh, goodness. I was thinking about the whole thing in Egypt, and I'm like, I can't think of a thing. Was it like a... The shat was it the stat? I don't know. Whatever, <laughs> just go. So, Nathan, how revolting for one hundred. Which Levite leader led a rebellion against Moses and Aaron? That's a one hundred question. Yeah, <laughs> these are tragic. It is today. What? Read the question again, please. Which Levite leader led a rebellion against Moses and Aaron? Leader. All right, pass. Okay. Just throw your hands up if you know oh, the answer. I don't even know. Okay. No? No one knows. What is Quran? I remember the story. I couldn't remember his name. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's it's pointless. Yeah. Uh, that's a 100. That's like a 500 question right Well, wow. it is revolting. Hey, I don't make them. Yeah, that, that question was revolting. That how revolting. How revolting. Question. Hannah. All right. All right. I'm going to go with Ministry of Jesus 100. When Jesus cast the demons out of the man from Gerasenes. Where did he send the demons? Was that the pigs? What is that your answer? What is the pigs? What I don't are? Know. What are the pigs? What is yeah into a herd of pigs? Yay. What is a herd of pigs? Oh, there you go. What is pigs? <laughs> what is pig? What is a pig? What is pig? Okay, Rick. Uh, ministry or yeah, ministry of Jesus two hundred. When Jesus healed ten men of leprosy, how many went to him and expressed their gratitude? What is one? What is one? Correct. Nathan. Let's pick how revolting for 200. <laughs> how revolting. He's going back for more. What accusation did Quran make against Moses and Aaron? Okay, I see why this category is how revolting right now. <laughs> um, what accusation? I think Rick knows the answer to this one. I'm going to pass. <laughs> Anna, do you know? I have no idea. Don't ask me. No, we're all passing. Nobody has had an answer in this category. It's the same people. <laughs> well, at least we all lose 100 and we all lose 200, right? What is, they don't lose. <laughs> oh, how does that work if they don't know? Well, it's your it, question. Yeah, you passed. Yeah. It's, 
That's what why is I they? Take the risk. What is they took too much authority? They took too much authority. Hmm. Moving on. It's revolting. <laughs> uh, Hannah. I'm gonna go with home at last. One hundred. Home at last for one hundred. When the Jews returned to Jerusalem from Babylon, how did the old men react to the foundation of the temple being laid? <laughs> you know, I don't know. These questions are impossible. I don't like Jeopardy now. Yeah, I'm going to pass. Anybody? I'm not going to do anything <laughs> unless I know for sure. Okay. I don't want to lose a bunch of points. I'll take a guess at it. Go I, ahead. They, they wept. They wept. Oh, my. Good job. Well done. Nice. Uh, Rick, you're up. Ministry of Jesus for 300. When the disciples saw Jesus walking on the water, what did they say? Oh, my goodness. Well, they first of all, they, they thought it was a ghost. That's probably what they said. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I guess that's what they said. What is, or is that a ghost? And what is it? A ghost is correct. Nathan. Why not? How revolting 300. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is going to be bad. Which two leaders joined Quran? Oh, his, it's the same name. And his, <laughs> in his rebellion, in his rebellion against Just Moses take and Aaron. Points off. <laughs> <laughs> moving right along. Okay. All right, Rick, Hannah, do either of you know that answer? We're moving right oh, along. No. What's the answer? What Come is on. Dathan and Abraham? Abraham, which later became Abraham. That's Oklahoma like a thousand point it. question That's right there. That's not later became Abraham. This is ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, Abram. I think um, is what you're trying to say. Yeah. A-B-R-M. Abram. Abram. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do Church on the Move 200. Oops. It's cool if you press that one. I, I hope it lasts for 200. That's fine. That's what you're no getting. <laughs> That's what I'm getting. When work on the temple was interrupted due to opposition, who issued a formal decree to resume work? <laughs> Nate looks like he knows. I definitely don't know. <laughs> Do you know, Nate? It's clockwork. You, you oh, get okay. The Dad? Go ahead. <laughs> I don't remember. I'll be honest. King Xerxes. It was the king of uh, Persia. What is Darius I? <laughs> That's, uh, we actually, I can make an argument, but I won't. Darius. He's it's like same it's the king of Persia. Same person. I'll give it to you. Oh. He's feeling... Generous. Well, Generous. these questions are, I need, they need a little generosity. Um, you're up. Uh, sure. Rick. Uh, Ministry of Jesus for 400. Let's just tear through these babies. As Passover neared, where did Jesus go? When? Uh, where? Yeah, where? To Passover so. dinner. <laughs> Away. <laughs> Passover. One would think that would be easy. My mind is a blank. Uh, let's just say to the upper, what is the upper room? Incorrect. Oh. This is kind of an unfair question because Jesus' ministry was three years long, so technically he had three passages. I know. That's what I'm like thinking, where was that? But I think the answer to the question is looking for is Jerusalem. You are correct. Ah, that's just too simplistic. Nathan. Which one was that? Oh, a ministry of Jesus for 400. Oh, good job. Okay, you're up, Nate. Ministry of Jesus 500. Oh, to close it out. What did Jesus do to the money changers? He flipped the tables. He flipped the tables. And he whipped them. So whenever somebody asks you what would Jesus do, whipping somebody is not out of the question. (laughs) Hannah. 
Um, let's see. I'm going to do Church on the Move 200. Church on the Move 200. What was the purpose of the tabernacle? All of my knowledge is just leaving me. <laughs> you have Rick disease. I do. Well, I am his doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably wrong, but to, to give sacrifices. What is sacrifices, maybe? No. Yeah, perhaps not. Wrong. Seems like a dumb question. Oh, <laughs> I got the buzzer. I mean, you're going oh. there to, you're going to the tabernacle to be in the presence of God. You're going into, to worship. You're going into, um, you know, I, I would certainly say, I'm going to say it and I'm probably wrong, but uh, I would say, what is, what is worship? Would you like to clarify? It depends a on better answer by the tabernacle. Is that the holiest of holies? Cause that is where God was supposed to dwell. Mm-hmm. Ding dong. What is so God could dwell with his people? Yeah. Man. The presence of God. That's that worship. worship. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, not really. It's different. It's, it's different. different. See, I was going to say what pray at answer? first. What, what, what was the question of that one? I have no idea. It was church on the new 200. It's kind of like we're the tabernacle now when we have yes. the Holy Spirit. So, uh, you're up, Mr. Rick. Um, I guess I'll try home at last for 300. Which Old Testament writer who was a priest turned prophet nudged the Jews towards spiritual revival and inspired them to finish the temple building? Priest. Priest turned prophet. I'll pass. All right, repeat the question one more time. <laughs> Which Old Testament writer who was a priest turned prophet nudged the Jews towards spiritual revival and inspired them to finish the temple building? I want to say Samuel. But let me think about it because you've got David wasn't able to build it and his son Solomon did. Mm -hmm. So who was the prophet at that time? I think Samuel was at the beginning of David's life, but toward the the end of David's life, would it have been, I should know this. I felt that way about most of these, but five seconds. All right. If, if it's not Samuel, I'm going to say Jeremiah. I can see it, so I'm not gonna guess. Yes, you can, <laughs> Zachariah. Zachariah, that makes sense. I understand yeah. why Dad comes home like all sweaty, you know, after doing these podcasts, because you know this is just <laughs> this is nerve wracking. Um, uh, Hannah, you're up, right? Yeah. Uh, well, oh, no, no, no. No, it's Nate. It's Nate. It's Nate. It's yeah. Okay. Home at last, four hundred. Which Old Testament writer and prophet had a dual ministry with Zachariah? That prodded the Jews to complete the temple building. <laughs> These are all right around the same ones. Jeez. You're doing this on purpose. I don't, I don't make it up. Like, I picked the wrong, I picked the wrong don't board. Know and keep going. This is the worst area. board we've had for sure. They've all been pretty all right. good. So if it was, if it was Zachariah. So who was another prophet at that point in time of Zachariah? Um, I'll say Jeremiah and then just stick with it. No. You know? No. <laughs> Who is Haggai? Oh, yeah, no. Haggai. Whatever. Rude. Hannah. Um, let's do end of era 100. Where did Moses die? <laughs> talk, talk it through. 
I don't know, man. Let's see. Well, he didn't reach the promise. I don't know. There I'm you just. You're, you're, you're getting it. You, he you didn't just, reach. He didn't reach the yeah, promised land. Yeah, the promised land. So what's the land that was the promised land? <laughs> okay, just go, Dad. <laughs> this is terrible. You gotta, What's your answer? Are you passing? I am passing for sure. I, I it, if it's asking for the exact city, I can't tell you. Yes, but yeah, I, can, I don't know. I, I it would was say this the side of the of, Jordan. Yeah, this side of the. Let's say the land of Canaan. That's my best guess. Oh. What is Mount Nebo? Nebo. Yeah, so I was looking for the exact Definitely location. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Rick. Well, church, what was where Man, we at? We church are on all the move. swinging and missing on church on the yeah, move. I know church on the move for what? I'm bad. Three hundred. Three hundred. It is. Where did Moses get the beautiful and expensive materials the tabernacle was to be made of? What are donations, offerings? What are offerings? They did receive some through uh, giving. You are correct. What is contributions? Contributions. Okay. I was wondering where he was going with that. Like, did I have to name like Syrian? It, it, I know. I'm like thinking, okay, do right. I have to know the person who did this? Because I'm not sure I know this. I, uh, I know there was a special metal worker who, who was yeah. recognized by name. I, I can't tell you what his name was. <laughs> Nathan? Um, can I just pass? Because I'm <laughs> <laughs> try revolt. <laughs> All right, I'll do how revolting for 400 just to get it over with. How revolting. How many men joined the revolt oh, against Moses God. and Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many. What was 10,000? No. <laughs> Any guess or pass? Do you know? Uh, don't, no, points if you don't, know. Points, don't guess yeah. if you don't know. Moving right along. What is 250? So if oh. you pick the question you don't know, can you say pass and not lose points? Like, no, I'm not you, understanding. No, sure. no, no. Yeah, I guess not. But, if yeah. we, but we don't have to take, we don't have okay. to. Do they don't have We're to. Not. Right. Nahana, Hannah? Nahana. Nahana. Nahana picks Church on the Move 400. Church on the Move for 400. And what part of the tabernacle was the Ark of the oh. Covenant kept? Oh, you know this? I, I, I do. <laughs> Somewhere in my brain, it's there. We literally, I just heard this, like, literally the other day. <laughs> I'm going to guess and it's going to be wrong. Well, we're all guessing and being wrong, so go ahead. <laughs> He's, like, looking at me like I should know. Um, oh, my gosh. Was it, like, behind? I don't know. It's somewhere in there. I don't know. What is the Holy of Holies? Correct. Man, see, I was going to say. Hmm. You should have said it. I, I thought you knew it. I know. If you're going to lose points anyway, take the guess. Yeah, I don't know, that's a good anyway. point. I that's also right. just took an exam earlier. My brain's fried. I bet. <laughs> Rick, you're up. Uh, let's see. Where are we at here? Uh, uh, Church on the Move for 500. Oh. I know I'm going to mess this one up. How many sections were there in the tabernacle? Uh, what is three? Correct. Nice. Very nice. That's an easy one. For 500, too. Uh, I'll Boom. take an easy one for 500. I got to steady up. Nathan. Home at last, 500. How did the Jews dedicate the temple when construction was complete? Sacrifice? They offered sacrifices? Correct. Um, Let's do... How revolting for 500. <laughs> I was literally going to say, let's just get it over with. Let's do that. I know I'm not going to get it. It's bothering me. It's still you sure left. you want to do that? How it's revolting. still left there. Yeah, it's making me mad. Let's go. Oh, it's the Daily Double. The daily oh, gosh. Double, you could win. 
What did God want to do to the whole congregation? The whole congregation. I don't. Where? I don't know. Where, when, and how? That's not yeah. a good question. Well, considering that every single question has been related to that one event, I would assume it has something to do with that one event. So, what is the question again? What did Moses? Or I'm sorry, what did God? God what did God do to the whole congregation? What did God want to do to the whole congregation? This should not be hard. This is probably the easiest. Question. This you know is, what? That yeah. brings me one. more pressure. No, because yes, you totally, you totally can get it. this. Don't overthink it. Think about. Think of God's goodness, and if they if they're rebelling against Him, how does God want to react to people who rebel against Him? I mean, He if they rebel, obviously you want to like. Yeah, he want to punish them in some way, like. Yeah. yeah. What did? Yeah. Probably like destroy them, kind of like. There you go. What is? Destruction. Put an end to all of them. That's what I was just about to say. Think of Sodom and That's what I was thinking. So, Rick, you're up. And Hannah, you just went Uh, positive. I guess all we have is the end of error, right? So whatever the next one there is. 200, end of error. Oh, I guess I didn't lose track. Before Moses died on Mount Nebu, Nebo, (laughs) what did God allow him to see? Uh, He allowed him to see what is the promised land. What is the promised land? Nathan. 300. How old was Moses when he died? <laughs> that look. 80. I feel like he was a lot older, but I mean, I, I'm going to guess wrong. So for That's sure. A guess. That's a guess. Okay. Guess. That is incorrect. Yeah. And we're not going to guess because we don't want to lose points. So moving right yeah. along. Here's a hint. What was the new age that God wanted people to live? What That's is right. 120? I knew he was real close to that, but I, I wasn't Do I get the guess. points back since I got it with the hand? <laughs> <laughs> How about I won't take them away? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, Hannah, I guess 400. How long did the Israelites mourn Moses after his death? A while. I don't know. If you're going to guess, if you're going to pass, you might as well guess. Right. If it has anything with God, it's either three or seven. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pass. I'm gonna get wrong. Yeah, just guess. guess. Gonna... Um, I don't know. What is? What is? Pick three or seven. Seven days. What is seven days? Seven days. What is wrong? <laughs> what is wrong? No. Any... I was. Gonna... What yeah. is thirty days? Yeah. Oh. Well, that was a three. Yeah. Still wrong. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Ricky, get the last one. Oh, End goody. of the air for five hundred. All right. Oh. Who had Moses passed his leadership and authority to? Who had Moses passed his leadership authority no. to? What is Aaron? Probably. Who yeah, no, it? it's not. No. It's Josh. not. No. The next. Oh, who is oh, Joshua? Right. Is oh, correct. Yeah. Right. I was like, that's not. I was so mad. Like, why would you get such an easy? That's what I was thinking. The, like did. Like our winner is Rick with sixteen hundred points. Nathan's in second place with 700, and our guest, Hannah, Aww. loses with 100 points. Aww. But thanks for playing. That was good. A toaster oven. <laughs> a toaster oven. I'll be waiting. Now, who, who answered the most questions? That's the question. <laughs> Probably, I don't know. Probably Rick. Let's not the, go there again. You know, those, <laughs> those questions, I'm going to screen these questions. I can't screen. Yeah, I can. I always screen the questions before the show to make sure they're not ridiculous. All I can say is. Or should I say revolting? All I can say is. revolting? That column was brutal. It was all about revolting. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Oh, it's Make you. us happy, sir. Make us happy. I'm going to make you all very, very happy. 
Which brings us to Songs of the Week. Get down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. The real reason I'm single. All right, all right, all right. It's time for Songs of the Week, baby. She just assumes all guys are as weird as her dad. That's yeah. what the problem is. <laughs> So can't bring them home to you. <laughs> who, who would like That's to a good go? Point. Who would like to go first? I think our guest. Our guest, You've heard Hannah. Enough huh? times. Oh yeah, I know what this is about. Oh yeah, she knows. Yeah, so mine is fresh. Like it just came out Friday. Oh yes, it was off the album I was telling you about, Jason. I started um, listening to it today. Yeah, we think. So far, so good. So yeah, you could couple share songs, a <laughs> couple songs from the older albums that he threw in there. Well, those are the songs that were released early that are on the new album, like oh. Battle Belongs. Like, yeah, they were, you know, they were just like they were singles. Yeah, just singles. Oh, yeah. not only are our guests completely not in the know, but also the rest <laughs> of the ho- or the uh, yeah the the people on this podcast <laughs> are also confused. Well, we you know, like why don't you fill them in with yes, what we're talking me, about? Let me tell you. So I was asking. Jason if he's heard the new Phil Wickham album which is called Hymn of Heaven and guys it's so good it's so good (laughs) I listened to it already several times but there's a song on it which is actually the title track it's called Hymn of Heaven and I was just listening to it earlier and I was like looking at the lyrics and you know just everything going on I'm like wow this is such a a good picture it starts out, because you guys always do this, you read something. <laughs> um, it says, how I long to breathe the air of heaven, where pain is gone and mercy fills the streets, to look upon the one who bled to save me and walk with him for all eternity. There will be a day when all who bow before him, there will be a day when death will be no more, standing face to face with, face to face with him who died and rose again. Holy, holy is the Lord. I just like I love the song. I love the the melody. Plus, it has a really great um, music video that just came out, and it's like a huge choir, and they're all like worshiping. And I follow Phil Wickham on Instagram, and he was talking about how like filming that was just they felt like the presence of the Lord, and they just they they totally didn't expect it to go that way. So it's a really great song. Awesome. Me okay. Well, you know what? I'm gonna. I want to also pick a song from that <laughs> album. Um, I was, it was the last song I heard on before I got here and it was fantastic. Um, it's called reason I sing. Yes. And, uh, they would say, uh, you pulled me from darkness and clothed me in garments of praise. Jesus forever. My song will be you. I'm living in freedom. You've taken my burdens away. Jesus forever. My song will be you only for you. For cross that you bore and the debt that you paid for the victory you won over death and the grave. This is the reason I sing for the hope that you give and the joy that you bring for the promise that heaven is waiting for me. This is the reason I sing. It's fantastic. We should do that. Yeah, it's going. We should do that. Sounds like a possibility. Yeah. So uh, am I up? You're up. I chose this week to go with a song that uh, I think this is hot off the press from David Crowder off his uh, album Milk and Honey. And the song is the title track called Milk and Honey. Uh, pretty good little tune. Has a really interesting feel. And uh, it's just all about 
uh, kind of giving you a little doorway into heaven. And, uh, you know, the, it kind of, the whole song reminds me, the Bible says that, you know, we shouldn't be thinking just about the earth and our, our you know, what we're going through in here. Now we should, as Christians, we should look, you know, think about heaven often. And here's what he says. He says, uh, just in the first verse, of course, he says, I'm headed to a place where the rivers flow. I'm headed to a place where the streets are gold. Oh, my soul, this I know. Yeah, you won't need no money. You can't bring your fame. Soon the day is coming when we will see his face. Choirs will be singing, saints on bended knee, angels will be dancing, and we'll all be free. God in all his glory, as far as you can see, it's like every day Sunday in the land of milk and honey. Awesome. So, and it just keeps getting better as you go. I didn't realize songs. he came out with a new album. Yeah, Good it's stuff. like fresh. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to fresh, check that fresh. one out next. Ours had a similar theme. Yeah. yeah. All fresh. So you got a fresh one, Nate? Or is there some old country this song? Is stale. <laughs> <laughs> Very stale. Okay, just for that, I'm actually going to pick an old country song that I wasn't no. planning on doing. Okay, so there's actually a uh, country artist no. uh, by the name of Josh Turner. He really is going to do it. I'm absolutely going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was completely going to go in a different direction until that comment. Come on, come on. I, I'm going to um, go with it. So right. uh, there's an old country music uh, song. It's several years old. It's called Long Black Train mm. by Josh Turner. I like the sound of that. And uh, it, it is, it's definitely very Christian. But it is also definitely very country, and so if you're if you want country, give it a try. I think you might actually like it. It's a he's got a very deep voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the the, the fortune of uh, seeing him in concert in Alaska. That was a really good concert. Um, but very good song, and he he's got another one that goes with it called uh, I think it's called Me and Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think if I think about it, so I'll give you a two for this week. Does well, he have that country twang? Or do you just sing? Listen to the song and find out. Oh. I guess I have to. I mean, the long I mean, black train reminds me of a, a long, cool woman in a black dress. <laughs> <laughs> well, nope. I, I figure this way. If you got to listen to country music, it might as well be Christian. So, I mean, I'm going to say, yeah, I give guess. it a shot. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll check it out <laughs> for sure. What was your other one, though? I'm curious. Well, I couldn't remember because I, I don't think we're up to date on the oh, website for okay. like a songs of the week. We're not. I'm behind. I've been so busy at so work. So you're thinking you already picked it? So I was thinking I already picked it. I've I, had that I wasn't. I wasn't certain that I hadn't. Mm. Um, so I'll save it and wait for that to be updated and maybe I'll use it in the future. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Anyway, uh, Hannah, thank you so much for joining us. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Remember, uh, if you'd like to date Hannah, it's 867-5309. Yes. Eight six seven five three zero nine. So I will say, I will say, guys, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna try to to date Hannah, you need to step up and be a man. That's right. Please. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, please man, come back. Not just a man, Hannah. but a yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, you're welcome anytime. Appreciate that. You know where we are. And so, of course, uh, let me just uh, close this out with my thought: is that uh, you know, for since we were talking about dating. You know, uh, Jesus said uh, to his disciples in Luke chapter 14 and uh, in verse 26, it says, if you want to be my disciple, you must by comparison Mm. hate everyone else, your father, your mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters. Yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. And so here's my 
advice to anybody who's looking for a significant other. Find somebody who loves Jesus more than they love you. Because when they have when they love Jesus with that intensity, they're going to treat you like the person you need that, that you des- you deserve to be treated like. In fact, you deserve a person who loves Jesus more than you. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. And with that, folks, thank you for tuning in to the show. Please subscribe if you haven't. Share the show if you haven't. And or if you have, share it again. And uh <laughs> um and we will be back next week. Uh, tune in to Sunday Shorts and have a good one. Say goodnight, Rick. Good night, Rick. Good night, Nate. Good night, Nate. Good night, Hannah. Good night, Hannah. Good night, everybody.